Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. We have back with us from the great state of Minnesota, our guest, Mr. Christian White. Christian, say hello. Hey, hello, everybody. Hey, we're thankful to have you back on here today. It's going to be a a fun episode. Um, Christian, tell us a little bit about your background for those of you, uh, for those who who haven't met you or haven't heard of you. Sure. Um, My background, I started out in the, actually in the uh, financial services industry. Um, I actually worked at several different brokerage firms in Minneapolis. I actually worked at a bond trading floor for a while. And I thought I was going to be a stock selling superstar (laughs) and uh, the corporate world. And I just ended up not mixing. Um, I was looking for more than just, uh, you know, putting a piece of paper here because somebody told me to. I was looking for more of a of a personal relationship uh, type of business. So I ended up switching and ended up getting into dental consulting. Uh, dental consulting business was started by uh, my father, Jay White, and I jumped in with him and I had to learn all kinds of new words like mesial, occlusal, and lingual. And sure. I had to learn how to work with staff. And I've been doing that for the last 10 years and it's been great. And I've, I've loved every minute of it. So 10 years, and I know you work with uh, practices outside of the state of, of Minnesota, too. Um, so I don't forget at the end, let me go ahead and give our audience your, your, your URL. It's whitedentalconsulting.com, correct? Correct. Yeah. So you talk to a lot of dentists, you work with a lot of dentists, and you know we like to, to jump right into things. We don't have a lot of time here. What are some challenges and problems that you're seeing that practices are, are facing today? Um, one of the biggest challenges that uh, that our clients are dealing with, I'm sure all the dentists are in the country are dealing with is, you know, how do I get my patients to say yes to my diagnosis? Sure. And, you know, how do I do that? You know, how do I influence patients to say yes? And, you know, you and I both know that most dentists, you know, have learned to uh, sing the song and dance that they learned in dental school. And, you know, that doesn't really work really well with, with patients who don't have a dental degree. <laughs> they may sure. not know what an implant is or a crown is. And so everything just goes right over their head. So they walk right out the front door and they don't schedule. Sure. And so, you know, how do you deal with that? Well, here's, here's a few things uh, for, you know, all the uh, listeners to kind of just chew on a little bit. In dentistry, dentistry is still a relationship focused business. I, you know, our business, we clearly, we clearly believe that. And that's how we work with all of our clients. Um, so there's two words that define every dentist's life. Now, the first word is efficiency. Now, dentists understand this because, you know, I need to perform um, a dental procedure efficiently, which means I need to produce it. I need to do it faster because that's basically how I increase my income. And my income is affected negatively if I, if my hands or my, if I do it slower. So that's that piece. And then effectiveness is how do I make patients feel in my presence? Now, this is where dentists call this the touchy-feely piece of dentistry, but it's really important because patients need to know that the dentist actually cares about them, you know, which would, it influences them in moving ahead with diagnosed dentistry. And those are two really important words. You know, Patrick, if you're out with your wife and you guys go to a really nice um, restaurant for your a wedding anniversary, and if you're treated efficiently, you'll never come back. Because it's not about the food. Just like in dentistry, it's not about the tooth. If there's more to it than that. But dentists and dental teams don't know that. They don't pay any attention to that. That's a that's a great way to tie that together. I, I never thought about it like that. That's brilliant, Christian. 
it's uh, it's really true, and it's, it really is. I mean, and when, then you get into this piece of marketing. Okay, so most dentists and dental teams traditionally have focused on technology as a way to get the patients in the office and to, to influence them. Hey, I have a new laser. Hey, guess what? I have a hot air balloon that we just put on top of our building. <laughs> Come to our office. But none of that seems to work either. So here's a couple of things that I know do work because I've got 30, we have 30 years of experience of making this work. Okay, number one, patients accept dentistry for their reasons, not yours, the doctors. Okay, mm. patient, you need to understand what would make a patient say yes to a procedure. Okay, sure. so how do you figure that out? It's very scientific, Patrick, right? <laughs> you have to learn how to ask good questions. And dental, dentists and dental teams don't do a good job of that. If I was to sit down with you, Patrick, and start asking you some questions about your life and what you like and what you don't like, you know, and if you're sitting in the dental chair, all of a sudden it's like, wow, Christian actually cares a little bit about me. He's spending sure. some time listening to me. And in dentistry, you know, quality in terms of from a patient standpoint is how much time does someone spend listening to me? In dentistry, we, we really miss that boat. Second piece, patients say yes to benefits and the benefits are always non-clinical. The patients do not have the dental degree that the dentist and the dental staff do. They don't know what an occlusal or mesial or lingual or sometimes don't even know what an implant or a crown is. So when you use these words, it goes right over their head. You have to understand, you know, from the patient's standpoint, you know, what is the benefit to them? How is having a crown input, you know, put in my mouth going to change my life? Okay, Mr. Dentist, go tell me. Okay. And they don't do a good job of that. So sure. patients walk right out the front door and they don't schedule. So that's another piece. And the, the last piece, real quick, is you know, trust. In a dental practice, how do you establish trust with a patient? Okay, that's a million dollar question. Okay, most patients you know, feel it's more important to, be, to feel understood by the doctor than it is for them to understand the doctor's treatment plan. Mm -hmm. And again, doctors, dentists, and staff aren't trained to deal with this. This is why we're in business. We do a lot of consulting around, around this piece. You know, patients need to feel that you care about them. I know this is the touchy-feely piece again, but this is the piece where, you know, if you can connect with this piece in a dental practice, you will increase your acceptance rate by 20 to 30% easy easily doing this. You know, you have to ask the patient good questions. And when you focus on just the, 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 the actual procedure, then you force the patient to do this, Patrick. They ask, well, how much? And it's like, well, I mean, then the dentist is stuck and, you know, and he doesn't really, he or she or the rest of the staff don't have anything that they can really say to the patient at that point. Well, let me go ahead and bring in Sarah because she's going to go over all the financials with you. She comes in and the patient is, you know, ends up leaving and not scheduling. Right. So, you know, you know, we're in a, we're in an experienced business. Patients come in for an experience, just like in the restaurant business, you don't just come in for the food. There's another part of that that's also important that if that's not there, you'll never come back. Dental practice works the exact same way. You know, this became so important during COVID um, the last year in 2020. It was so important for dental practices to be able to do that, to make patients feel comfortable when they come in the office to listen to them because patients had a lot of concerns and a lot of things that were going on that were influencing their ability to or their ideas or their, or their buying decisions for, for, for our dentistry. And it's still that way today. Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Christian, I want to ask you a couple of questions, sure. some kind of things that I've been thinking about a little bit and um, 
when you when a dentist is presenting, let's say they have let's say they present four crowns in a day. They have four patients come in, all four of them need crowns, or all fifteen hundred dollar cases. Uh, and the first three say no. My guess is that fourth one's going to say no too, right? Well, it's not always, but you know. right. But I mean, obviously, there's math in there. But I'm I'm yeah. guessing the more a patient is saying no to a dentist, the less confident they are probably in presenting two patients. Correct? If you they hear no. It can affect the psyche, yes. Yeah. So when you're getting yeses, if you have three say yes in a row, probably going to present a way to that fourth one where I would guess the yes is much more likely from that patient. Would you agree with that? Yes, that would that that would be correct. Yes. Yeah. So if if we're not presenting well, right, and we're not really presenting a case at the level of importance that is to that patient, we're getting more no's. We're actually not providing nearly the level of patient care in the industry as we should be, in my opinion. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do, Patrick. It's You're, you're uh, spot on. Yeah. So I love how you brought it to the restaurant industry because, you know, and what is important to them, and I, I find myself in that, you know, that same situation where, you know, obviously price is important to everybody at, on mm-hmm. some level. But man, when people start talking to me about products and services and all sort of focused in on the price, I'm like, oftentimes I don't care about the price. I don't. I care about my time and the lack of convenience and the headache something could cost me in the future. So I always I always tell people, if you're presenting to me on a crown or any type of you know dental care, pre- present to me that I'm not going to have to come back. Right. right? I'm not going to come back over and over and over again and I'll sign up. Right. So I, I agree with you, you know, 100 um, percent on that. Let's talk a little bit for like two seconds about staffing issues that are going on right now, how this relates to case acceptance too, right? Because I got to imagine if you're short on staff more than ever, you have to get that case acceptance up because you don't have the staff to see as many patients in the first place. Would you agree with that? Yeah. It's uh, you know, in, in Minnesota right now, there's a huge staffing shortage Uh, right about uh, last year in about July, there was just a mass exodus of really high quality people, you know, assistants, hygienists, front desk dentists who just decided to leave the profession in Minnesota just because it was becoming too cumbersome. Um, It was just, you know, I'm not going to deal with all this, you know, PPE stuff. I'm not going to deal with all the extra stuff I have to, you know, do, uh, wear. And it's just dentistry became really difficult, unfortunately. Before before you start working with a practice, what will you typically see in dollar wise the average practice have out there in non accepted cases? I mean, I'll, I'll I'll say this much. I mean, you're talking about millions of dollars in most practices. I mean, I, most practices have a million dollars in undone dentistry that's sitting there. To be really yeah. honest, that's the number I hear a million dollars. I mean, I, I mean, in some over. offices it, it's more. Obviously, if they have more doctors, but I mean, just that's just kind of those cases in. Correct. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like, um, what you were saying uh, before about, you know, someone's going to sell a product to you or someone's going to talk to you about a product, you know, how is it going to make my life better? I think that's what you said. And, you know, how do I know that about Patrick? Well, yeah, Patrick, if I had some good questions that I knew how to ask, I could get at that, uh, find out more about you and your personal preferences, or that would come out to me. So if I was a doctor and I could ask you a couple of questions and I found that out about you, then, okay, then it's important that we get Patrick in here and get everything done in one visit or as little visits as possible. Yeah. That's where that whole questioning piece comes in again. 
got to do it. You're right. And you know, something else I'd recommend too is, um, you know, on the same lines, if they've, if they've had other major casework that you see and that you didn't do, ask them why they did it. What happened? What was the situation, right? When you have that crown over here, why did you do that? What happened? What was going on? And they'll let them tell the story, right? And you can maybe understand and be able to dissect a little bit more. Like you said, what's important to them? It's Mm -hmm. critical. It's great advice. And 99.9% of the time, if you ask a patient that, they will say this, or at least I have found this to be the case. The dentist or dental team didn't listen to me. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like anybody listened to me about what was going on at, with me at the time. So I just said no. That's great advice. Christian, give us one, one more. We got a quick minute here. What's one step? that a practice can do today with their team and or let's say tomorrow morning's huddle. If you're listening to this Monday through Thursday, what's one thing that a practice can do to help a case acceptance today? The biggest thing or one of the biggest things they can do is sit down and figure out what type of questions can I ask the, the, the patient to find out more about them. Literally get a piece of paper out. You don't have to write down 15 or 20, write down four or five of them and put them on an index card and have them in the operatory so the doctor can see it, the patient can't. That works really, really well. You know, and it's, it gives him a clue or something to say to the patient to help get a conversation started. That works really, really well. I would suggest yeah. that in a heartbeat. It's great advice, Christian. Great advice, Christian. We really appreciate you coming on here, Christian. It's uh, for our audience, again, it's whitedentalconsulting.com. Mr. Christian White, thank you so much for being here again. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.